the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello and welcome to Isaiah 61. My name is Pastor Solomon, a Quaker Senior Pastor of Spirit of the Lord Church. We are at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota 55411. And you're welcome to connect with us on social media. I'm Spirit of the Lord Church on Facebook. We are Spirit of the Lord on Instagram. And you can also connect with us on our website, wearespiritofthelord.com. And, um, you know, you can join us for our services Sundays, 10.30 a.m. And Tuesday's School of the Word at 6 p.m. And then we also have our prayer service on Fridays at 6 p.m. Now, we also have um, affiliate ministries that partner with us. And so um, we have the building used almost every day. And we are happy to share in your journey and also contribute to your growth. And we're excited again that we can bring you a new series this month. And we are going to be talking about the expression of love, the expression of love um, the rest of this month. And February is typically a month that on the 14th, there is Valentine, right? But then we are not focused on that. Uh, we are focused on expressing the love of God. And the expression of God's love is Jesus. The expression of God's love is Jesus. So if you want to know what love looks like, Jesus is the answer. And so we're, we're going to take this journey and we're going to allow the word of God to just uh, marinate in us and and correct us, challenge us, rebuke us, train us in righteousness, edify us, and lift us up to where we belong. And so I pray that God will you know, take over your heart. God will um, just cause his word, even as you allow, as you open up for your word, for his word to fall on good soil, that your heart will be receptive and that you will grow and achieve the results that he has for you. Amen. All right. So the expression of love. Now, the expression of love, as I alluded to, is, is really Jesus is becoming like Jesus and and becoming like God in, in that same token, because Jesus is God and God sent down his only begotten son who was embodied in flesh. Jesus Christ, um, and that was the expression of God's love, that he would give up everything he has just for you and I. 
So love is really a sacrifice, it's death. Love has a lot of components. That's why uh, Paul talks about love and the characteristics or the attributes of love. It talks about patience, kindness, gentleness. Um, it, it talks about it's not self-seeking. That means when when you're dead uh, to anything, you you do not seek your best interest first. You seek others' best interest first. And this is all biblical. But the Bible is against selfishness. The Bible is against greed. The Bible is against self-centeredness. The Bible is against us lifting ourselves up above others and feeling superior to others. In Christ, we are superior. But with our peers, with our colleagues, with our fellow human beings, we ought to think of those people high, higher than us. And that's the, that's the text and the spirit of the scriptures. And so we're going to look at Luke chapter 10. Scenario that we, uh, if you grew up in church, if you're born again believer, you probably have heard this before. Luke 10, and we will start from verse 25. Luke ten twenty-five. And I read from the Amplified Version. It says that, And a certain lawyer, an expert in Mosaic law, stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? <laughs> so, so let's look at this scenario. Someone asked Jesus a question. What is needed? To inherit eternal life. And Jesus did not answer the question. But Jesus poses questions back to him. Now, this guy was a lawyer. He was an expert. He was a learned man. Um, Here facing Jesus with um, no known credentials from his educational background. But Jesus is is not answering him directly, but Jesus poses a question back to him. Because Jesus knew that this gentleman had a clue. And so Jesus made sure that he allowed this gentleman to confess or to speak out what he knew. Knowing that what this man knew and what this man has embraced is what the solution or the answer is. But yet, Jesus didn't just give him the answer. So verse 27, and he replied, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this habitually and you will live. But he wishing to justify and vindicate himself asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? You see, this this is very, very typical in 
conversations that involve Jesus because there would be a dialogue, but more so questions um, through the process. And, and Jesus would give parables and, you know, try to hide the truth of something within a parable so that it's only made known to a certain people. Right. So, but, but Jesus often engaged in dialogue because he knew the hearts of men and he could discern. And so he would ask leading questions. Now, this man wanted to justify himself. And Jesus knew that this man's perspective of a neighbor was, was distorted or Let's say it wasn't complete. It wasn't complete. So maybe he was doing some things right, but he wasn't doing it as God would love. Oh, yes, I, I was nice to this person. Oh, yes, I, I met this person within my circle and I've, I've, I've always been nice to them. Now, Jesus always challenged us. Jesus always challenged us. And I'm saying us because these things apply to us today. You know, this gentleman who was a learned man, a lawyer, he he had his, his encounter with Jesus. And whether he moved in the right direction or not, now it's up to us to now apply what Jesus was driving at. So he asked, who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied. Then again, we are looking at Jesus who is not going to respond directly to the question. So Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he encountered robbers who stripped him of his clothes and belongings and beat him and went their way unconcerned, leaving him half dead. Now, by coincidence, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also came down to the place and saw him and passed by on the other side of the road. But a Samaritan, that's a foreigner, who was traveling, came upon him. And when he saw him, he was deeply moved and com- with compassion for him and went to him and bandaged up his wounds pouring oil and wine on them to soothe and disinfect the injuries. And he put him on his own pack animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, he took out two denarii, two days wages, and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I return. Which of these three do you think proved himself a good neighbor to the man who encountered the robbers? He answered, the one who showed compassion and mercy to him. Then Jesus said to him, go and constantly do same. Wow. Father, bless your word. Give us insights even as we dive into the deep truth 
presented here in Jesus' name. Now, we see that Jesus still, after the parable, asked a question. This strategy of Jesus would have irked a lot of believers. Well, pastor, give me the answer. Well, teacher, well, rabbi, just tell me what it is. Why do I have to think? Why do I have to imagine? Why do I have to get, you know, pensive? Why would I have to deploy all this effort? But it was a dialogue that ensued. And Jesus just wanted to draw from people. Jesus wanted to, to, to expose the hearts of men while correcting them, while dealing with those strongholds, while dealing with those um, areas where they've not surrendered to him. So this man... Answer the first question correctly. He asked Jesus a question. Jesus asked him a question back. He answered, and then he, he, Jesus, you know, Jesus went back, and they went back and forth. Um, when he was told to go and do this consistently, he then asked, "Who is my neighbor?" And Jesus goes into this. You know, parable about the neighbor. The definition of a neighbor is someone who gives compassion to everyone around him. Not necessarily those in close proximity, but those people less likely to receive compassion. Mercy and compassion are critical. And as a, a neighbor, as someone who would love your neighbor as yourself, as someone who would express God's love, you have to exhibit that. And so compassion is blind to color of skin, ethnicity, um, you know, just where you grew up. It's sad because we are located on the north, north, north side, North Minneapolis, and sometimes people refuse to come. Oh, I'm not going to the hood. I'm not. We're selective. The priests and the Levites were coming along the same road. They saw this man who had been beaten and robbed. They saw him. They 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 saw him. They may have even. Even gotten a little closer um, for for good measure, and then no, I'm not dealing with this. It's too dangerous. I gotta protect my integrity. Oh, I, I by the way, I'm a priest. I, I don't need to be dealing with this. Oh, by the way, I'm a senior pastor. No, I'm an apostle. I'm I'm a founder of this whole ministry, and and we get into these. Unfruitful discussions and illusions in our minds, and God is is telling us that those do not matter. Those things do not matter. You have to strive to exude compassion and mercy at every given opportunity. Now you're listening to Isaiah sixty one. We'll be back 
as we conclude this edition of expression of God's love, the cost to love, the cost to love. Hi, I'm Don Crow. Join me this weekend for The Christian Outlook. We cover everything from the Bible and theology to politics and the persecuted church. All the stuff that matters each and every week. Hear from newsmakers, Christian leaders, voices you can trust. Join me on The Christian Outlook. Listen to The Christian Outlook every Saturday night at 7 on AM 980 The Mission. The Twin Cities Christian Voice. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, Pastor Salmon here. And yes, um, thanks to Spirit of Lord Church for sponsoring Isaiah 61. And you can, I just want to chime in, you can donate uh, and be a blessing and partner with us in this ministry effort as we, as we just go into piercing the darkness and enlightening the body of Christ with the Word and with so many other um, things that we do in the community um, to build up the, the church, the body of Christ for what's ahead. And so you, you're more than welcome to support us. Um, and then there are ways to give when you go to our website, wearespiritoflord.com slash give. Um, you'd find options to give. Now, we were talking about the fact that as believers, we have to exhibit demonstrate compassion and mercy at every given opportunity now we have to also rely on the spirit of god because there are certain circumstances that require discernment for us to know that we are not being trapped but in 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 any case when we sometimes even walk into dangerous situations unbeknownst to us god is able to deliver us God is able to deliver us. Now, this priest walked on the other side. Whether he was on his way to church or uh, or the synagogue at the time or not, um, the Bible says that he went on the other side of the road. So, likewise, a Levite. So, the people that society would expect better from are the ones that actually then show concern. A priest and a Levite. Have you been disappointed when you thought someone should have done this because of their status, their title, their pedigree, and they 
actually did the opposite or even did not do anything. Jesus is, is, is putting the believer under the microscope that you your title doesn't define you. It's your actions that define you. Because if you've been washed by the blood, you've been you've been saved, delivered, led by the Spirit of God, compassion and mercy would just be at your fingertips. Not resentment, not prejudice, not phobia, but compassion. Because this Samaritan who came alongside um, after the priest and the Levite, according to the parable, he was presented with the same quote-unquote predicament as the other two that came before him. So the other two may have seen it as a dangerous um, play, a sight, crime scene, whatever they may have been thinking. As long as this good Samaritan came and he's like, no, I got to do something about this. Compassion was shown to this man who was half dead. And not only did he, not only did he just bind up the wounds and pour oil and 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 wine on, or to dress the wounds, but he put him on the back of his animal that he was traveling with, took him to an inn, paid for the service. But before he paid, paid for the service, he stayed there overnight with him and then made a deposit the cost of expressing love if love doesn't cost you then you do not know what love is if you expressing love does not cost you then you haven't expressed love I will say it again. If it doesn't cost you, if it doesn't cost you your comfort, if it doesn't cost you your reputation, if it doesn't cost you your your time, if it doesn't cost you money, it's not every situation that will cost you money, but it's going to have to be a part of the equation. So basically you're doing everything to ensure that someone else experiences compassion. And Jesus made this clear. The two other people that went before, came before, they they just went on the other side. They didn't even call for help. They didn't alert. See, Inaction is as bad as, you know, is as, is as bad as anything. Because you see what could be done and you know you could do it, but you choose not to do it.
John 15:13 Jesus said that greater love hath no man than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. And the friends in this context may not necessarily be someone that you know. You may not have met the person before. You may not have interacted with the person before, but an opportunity presents itself for you to be a blessing. An opportunity presents itself for you to to do what God would do, express compassion and demonstrate your love to God by now exercising that or transferring that to your fellow man. You have to win. You don't have to fail the test. And may God empower us. May God grant us the wherewithal to ensure that we are demonstrating compassion as we move, as we grow in him, as we walk with him, to show the world that we are good neighbors and that we demonstrate the love of God and we demonstrate love for our fellow men. God bless you and we will catch you right here again next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.